We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Next, I want to talk about Riley Leonard. I want to get the uh, the record straight on just because I know there's been a lot of different type of reporting out there, and this isn't a shot at anybody. This is just saying I want to set the record straight about you know what's going on and and how long it's going to be all out. But this is this is what I've been told and, and by a, a pretty good source close to the situation. And here here's where it's at. This was not a new injury for Riley Leonard. This was simply sort of a cleanup of the injury he sustained against Notre Dame back in October, would have been actually end of September. And this is a four to six week time frame. I've talked to a lot of different people that have had this surgery that know about this surgery. It's not a it's not a ma- major surgery from the standpoint of like there's a lot of risk of it creating problems or I mean it's supposedly a, a pretty simple procedure that actually is meant to strengthen that area and uh, increases the chances that it doesn't become a problem. It's not something like a torn Achilles or a torn ACL or anything like that. So that's a, that's a good thing from what I've been learning about it. Four to six weeks began, I believe he had the surgery last week. So now we're kind of in that three to five week range. Obviously he'll be out for part of winter conditioning. He will not be out for all of winter conditioning. I'm told there are going to be a lot of things he can do. Obviously, he can still work on his upper body. He can do anything that, that re- doesn't require him to put pressure on the ankle and foot. I would imagine right now you'd keep him out of everything, but after a couple of weeks, you can start ramping up some of those things as well. And then, of course, he will be back for the spring. So uh, I think Brock Bowers had this surgery during the regular season for Georgia. I believe this is what he had. And people have talked about it's what Tua Tungavaloa had. I don't know about Tua. I, I mean, I'm not saying that you're incorrect. I'm saying I don't know uh, if that's what Tua had. I hadn't looked that up. But Brock Bowers this year, for example, had that surgery, and he missed two games. That's it. Now, there was a bye week in there, so he he would have missed three games. But he missed three games with that. And if if people are, are correct about Tua, again, I'm not saying that he it was or wasn't. But if people are correct about Tua, you know, obviously that cost him the last couple games of that season. But, you know, he ended up coming back 
from from it pretty fine. His happened at a different time. And then, of course, we've seen two in the NFL has not had any any issues with that. So that is the latest with Riley Leonard. But I want to talk about something else. I just wanted to get that cleared up right away at the at the top. So that's it's not something that should linger. It's not something that should be a long term problem. I want to talk about how Notre Dame should handle Riley Leonard this spring because of the injury, and then talk about how the injury, in my opinion, could end up being a major blessing for Riley Leonard and Notre Dame. Uh, when you look at at this upcoming 2024 season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. To begin... Yeah, I wrote an article about this today, and it's just—it's funny. This this whole thing with Riley Leonard is is just chock full of irony. And if you think about, it, I mean, at the time, you know, Ryan's talked about this. At the time, there was a lot of people talking about how Riley Leonard was battling for that QB three spot behind Caleb Williams and Drake May. Was off to a pretty good start to the season. Duke was winning games. He was thirteen and four as a starter. And if it's not for Sam Hartman converting a fourth and sixteen. Duke would have been 5-0 and obviously would have been close to a top-10 team. This is a team that, as I said before, the three years prior to Riley Leonard taking over as a starting quarterback, which coincided with the arrival of Mike Oko. It's just not all on Riley Leonard. Duke was a 10-25 football team. Went 9-4 in his first season. Lost those four games by combined 16 points. And, of course, came out this season, were 4-0. They had beaten Clemson. They were, again, a, a fourth and 16 stop away from beating Notre Dame. And then Riley got hurt at the end of that game. Got rolled up on, I believe, by Howard Cross, fumbles the ball, Notre Dame recovers, game's over. That basically ruined Riley Leonard's season, and it ruined Duke's season. Notre Dame, the Duke was 4-1. At that time, they finished eight and five. That means they went four and four. And if you go back and watch the the Florida State game, even Riley Leonard was a shell of himself. And it was even worse against against Louisville when he got when he reaggravated the injury against Florida State. But he was not even close to one hundred percent against Florida State. But even with that, if you watch that game, it was a vintage Riley Leonard performance because you have to look at how he played and some of the things he did and, and how his his presence impacted that offense. And they were winning that game when he got hurt and their offense couldn't do anything once he went out. And then the next week they were just, they, they were, they were bad. So when you look at it and, and you say the impact he can have had on that offense, they lost that. The irony is, is Notre Dame cost him the season 
And if Riley Leonard stays healthy with some of the games coming up, who knows how he would have played the rest of the way. And, and would he have considered going to the NFL? Well, if he goes to the NFL, he's not coming to Notre Dame. And would the push for him to, to stay in college be the same? I don't know the answer to that. But the reason we don't know is because of the injury he suffered against Notre Dame. And so then you fast forward to the Dece- to December, and he's making the decision to come to Notre Dame. So that's the ironic part. But what is what is this whole thing? How can this whole thing be a blessing? Uh, Riley Leonard's sparked a lot more debate among fans than I thought it would. I kind of thought this would have been a no-brainer. Everybody's fired up about the decision. I understand why in some areas, some of the some of it is is valid. People will look at certain, you know, certain parts of his game and say, hey, you know, this is a question mark. People that want to compare him to Sam Hartman, well, Sam Hartman, that's a silly, like useless reason. I, I just encourage you to not use that because they're two different players. And just because one portal guy didn't do something doesn't mean another portal guy won't either. That's just not how it works. And that's a that's an emotional reaction, not an actual football debate. So if you're if you're using that one, that's a bad one. A better one is breaking down the film and saying, here's some things I like, here's some things I don't like, and, and some aspects of his game that need to get better. And then you, you've I've seen people quote his stats from this season, and I think incorrectly. Uh, well, it's not, not quoting them incorrectly, but using them incorrectly. People talk about he's a 57.6% passer. Yes, but he completed barely about 41% of his passes in the two games he was back after the injury. He was not the same player. If you look at where he was before, he was at about 63% before the injury. He was at 64% last year. Uh, this season also, I, their, their, their receiving court had some guys that they had lost from last season. And again, I've said this before. In the seven games that he played, in three of those seven games, they played a top-five pass defense, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Florida State. So all those things are part of it. So I, I could sit here and debate why I think people are misguided for not being fired up about Riley Leonard, but I do think there are some there are some reasons that I would grant you say, hey, I understand. I understand the, the hesitation there because of A, B, C, and D. Totally fair. But that's why I think this injury – and if handled correctly, is something that will allow Notre Dame to benefit even more from Riley Leonard's presence because I think it could benefit Riley Leonard a great deal. Here's what I mean. Riley Leonard's pass game is impactful, but it's not pure. And what I mean by that is this. His production in the pass game is part the arm talent that I believe he possesses. He's got a quick release, can change arm angles. He gets a lot of good zip on the ball, you know, 20 and under. He throws a good deep ball at times, really good deep ball. And, of course, he can move around and make plays off platform and off script and and all those type of things make him dangerous on top of what he can do as a runner. However, there are times when you watch his game where you're like, okay, he's got to make this decision quicker. His footwork gets him into into bad spots at times where, you know, his footwork gets sped up or it's not in good rhythm and he'll miss throws that, you know, you'll see him make three good throws in a row that look really good. And then all of a sudden, boom, uh, how did he miss that throw? And you watch the play and you're like, okay, his, his, he, his, he sped his footwork up. 
which caused him to step here, but he had to throw there. So he's fighting across his body. That changes your arm angle. That gets your that's that gets you off off uh, platform or off your kind of your 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 normal rotation. It can mess up your release point, which can inc- you know, in, in impact your your accuracy as a quarterback. And you'll see those things from Riley Leonard. You'll see where his his footwork doesn't always time up properly with where he's trying to go with the football. He was still a younger quarterback in 2022. He was a first year starter. He was a true sophomore that threw. Let me look and see. He he played more than he he read. He didn't take a red shirt in 2021. He played the last six games of the year, but he never threw for more than 99 yards in the in that time. Right. I mean, and, and of course he was making plays with his legs, but he wasn't a guy that did a whole lot as a passer uh, in, in those games. And so you. Look, last year in 2022, which is where most of his work was done, you'd see those young guy issues. Got to pay better timing, you know, needs to make decisions a little bit quicker, needs to be willing to, you know, maybe take some more chances as a passer, clean up the footwork, clean up this, clean up that. We saw that a little bit this year. I actually saw some improvement from Riley Leonard this year, but the offense just wasn't as good this season as it was a year ago. So you look at his game, there's a lot of things about his game that need to be developed as a passer. Not like, oh gosh, he's bad at this and he's got to get good at it. Just normal, you know, one year to the next, you got to improve as a player. The, the, the problem is when you have a guy like Riley Leonard, who is as impactful as he is, when you get him to your program, the first thing you want to do is let's start to build his game in the area where he's dynamic right now which is RPOs, read zone, quarterback runs, scrambles, all those type of things. And that can make it a little bit harder to spend the extra time needed to really develop his pass game. Then what you've seen in the past with certain quarterbacks, we saw this with Brandon Wimbush, for example. After 2017, they were so focused on enhancing his pass game that it took away from his run game. Brandon wasn't the same type of impact runner in 2018 that he was in 2017. And a big part of it was because there was a mental block there, in my opinion. And you see this a lot with guys like that, where you beat it into his head so much, stay in the pocket, stay in the pocket, stay in the pocket, stay in the pocket, that he then, it becomes part of what his game turns into. And he loses a little bit of that dynamic ability as a runner to go out and make those plays. And you can still call runs for him, but some of that playmaking ability takes a back seat because you've had to, in his head, convince him and focus on stay, 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 stay. With Riley Leonard, and this is mental gymnastics, but this is how it is with football, and this is how it is with quarterbacks. With Riley Leonard, it's more of an understandable focus in the spring. He knows you're coming back from an injury. We know you can run. That's going to be part of your game. And so what we're going to do is we're going to not focus really a whole lot on the quarterback run stuff. So how do you do that? You, you In practice, you're going to focus on some of the technical parts of it. So like during quarterback, running back, mesh periods, you'll work on the read zone concept. You'll work on the power read concepts. But what you don't do is you don't – and you'll even do it during some of your team on air type of periods. But what you don't do is you don't really bring it into the team setting because you don't want to run the risk – of him getting his ankle rolled up on or those type of things. You want to protect that ankle. And so what you'll do is, is you'll, you'll, you'll not use the run game in those periods. You'll focus a little bit on it and some of the, the, the mesh stuff with your running backs, 
but you let him scramble, but you have a short whistle. But what you do is, is you back off a lot of the run game stuff with him. And what you do is, is saying your focus this spring is on, we're going to get your footwork right. We're going to get your footwork right in the run game. We're going to get a footwork right in the pass game. And then you focus a lot of the drills and a lot of the practice periods towards enhancing that part of the game. It's the run game mesh, and then it's the pass game stuff. And then what that allows you to do is to is to keep Riley in his same frame of mind. Again, you you can let him run around and scramble, but as soon as he gets out, it's and and you let the defense know number thirteen in the red jersey, don't touch him because you already know what he is as a runner. You've got however many like nineteen so nineteen games of film of what Riley Leonard is as a runner. So you don't need to necessarily work on that, but all the, a lot of the practice stuff can be geared towards getting the mental and technical part of his game down. One of the things that Riley is going to be missing out on right now, as he recovers from the injury is that, is that time to go out there and work with the other receivers to, to work on the timing, to get on the same page with them. He's not going to be able to do that for probably about another month. So by altering your, your fall, your spring practice this way, you now give him even more reps in practice on top of what he'll get outside of practice to, to get that extra work in, to get caught up. So those are all things that you can do in practice to focus more and more of your time on the pass game. In my opinion, you know, if you're going to pass the football 50% of the time, 60% of the time in a game or, you know, kind of you, you want to be balanced in some regard you have to overly p- practice it that way so when you're doing your team stuff if you're a 50 50 ish type of team run pass let's look at where notre dame was last year real quick just to give you an example of, of where notre dame was just to give you an idea and it's not so much just pure plays it's also about you know just the emphasis on it but notre dame last season had 457 uh Pass attempt or rush attempts. Let's go 457 minus, let's see, about, let's say about 35, about 45 of Sam Hartman's 40 carries. And then you have 18 carries. So those are, those are plays where you're just kind of taking a knee. So you had 409 carries last year and you had 351 pass attempts last season. So you're about was about 45% or so run versus pass. That's also factored into the fact that you had what nine blowout wins and that's going to skew the run numbers up even higher. So like in when you're in your base offense, you're kind of close to 50-50 when it comes to run production and pass production. So in practice, you need to be 60-40 pass or 65-35 pass and a lot of the things you do especially early because the pass game requires a lot more time to get everyone on the same page. There's also a lot of things you can do for the run game where you don't need the quarterbacks and receivers. So if you're doing individual drills, offensive lines down there working on run game. If you're doing seven on seven, they're down there working on, can be down there working on run game, doing inside run. They can also do some pass game stuff, but there's a lot of things you can do. And then when you get into the practice and the game situations every day in the, in the team settings, you can focus on the run game, but you can focus on your running back run game. And so your offense, you, you're not you're not taking anything away from your offensive line. But what you're doing is you're focusing more and more and more of your time with the quarterback on the pass game. And that's needed because you've got, what, four 
four new receivers this spring. You've got Chris Mitchell, you've got Jaden Harrison, you've got Cam Williams, and you've got uh, Micah Gilbert. Plus, you've got Jack Larson. You've got some new running backs, not just on the roster, but also new running backs in the starting lineup. And then, of course, everybody's now with a new quarterback. Sam Hartman throws the ball differently than Riley Leonard. And, and so, to me, this focus, which I think is something Notre Dame needs to do, is going to allow the pass game to get caught up a little bit faster than normal, which is a blessing. But I think it also allows you more and more and more time to really focus with Riley Leonard mentally on let's enhance this part of your game. And then when you get into this summer and you get into fall camp, then you start to slow, get Riley back to some of the quarterback runs as you get closer and closer to the season. You don't take away the scramble stuff this spring other than just the short whistle, uh, the, or the, the quick whistle, and just making sure everybody knows, stay off the quarterback. So I, I think this can end up, if Notre Dame does it right, and I, I think they will, uh, this is something to me that could end up being a major blessing because if Riley Leonard can just improve his pass game, just a normal, you know, just normal amount, he's still going to be dangerous. If he can take an even bigger leap, then I mean, he's going to be outstanding. I'm already excited about this pickup. If Notre Dame just gets the 2022 version of Riley Leonard, that's it. Just a 2022 version of Riley Leonard. What we've already seen, not announced better. He's going to be more productive because the town around him is going to be way better. He's going to have a much better defense, much better pass catcher talent, much much better running back talent, and the offensive line won't be as experienced as the one he had to do, but it'll be more talented outside of well, even the one spot where they had an All-American caliber player, Grant Barton. He's not even as talented as Charles Jagasaw. He's just more experienced and more technically sound. So to me, that player alone is a difference maker for Notre Dame. If you get a better version of that as a passer, oh, this offense could be scary good, in my opinion. So that's why I, I, I do believe that while this injury is – anytime you have an injury, it's something to be concerned about. You know, you never – everybody's bodies are different and all those type of things. But if you're smart about how you handle it, you he'll be healthy. If you're smart about how you handle it, he can get caught up from a timing standpoint and a – getting on the same page with his receiver standpoint and learning the offense standpoint. But the other part of it is, 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 is even bigger. And that is if you handle it properly and, and Riley Leonard can make a jump technically and as a decision maker, that's just normal from 2022 to 2024 technical and mental growth. Then I think he has a chance to be a special player for Notre Dame. And we've seen two transfer quarterbacks for name in the last previous three seasons. One was okay, but didn't pan out as much as we hoped. The other one I thought was pretty good and led Notre Dame to an 11 and one record. I think Riley Leonard has more physical ability than all of them. He's got way more running ability than all of them. He's got more playmaking ability of all of them. He's just not the pure drop back passer those guys were. But if that can, if that gap can get closed, then Riley Leonard's going to be a special pickup for Notre Dame. And first topic, obviously Chad Bowden uh, played a role in getting Riley Leonard here. So uh, two two really fun topics, but also they're kind of intertwined, but also both give Notre Dame a chance to be really, really good in 2024. 
So that's it for the Riley Leonard breakdown. We can continue this conversation. If you guys have questions about what I'm saying, you can hit the, you know, send, put them in the mailbag or put them in the chat and we'll get to them in the mailbag. But that's why I, I do believe that this Riley Leonard injury could end up being a blessing for Notre Dame because they may not have gotten him if he didn't get injured. And then also a blessing if, from the standpoint of if his game can be increased by how they handle it, that's going to be huge for Notre Dame. So I'm going to get to topic number three here in a second. I'm going to take a little quick time out. While I do that, if you guys could do me a favor, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast, give us a five-star review. Greatly appreciate that. And, of course, as always, sign up for the message board at boards.irishbreakdown.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.